Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and every party is better with beer, especially the Dunner Party. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Hunger by Alma Katsu. And uh, I'm going to start with a beer, because I have three today. This is from Evil Twin New York C- Brewing New York City. It's called E.T. Stay Home 8. This is a 7% alcohol sour ale brewed with pineapple, guava, and chili. That sounds nice. It is wonderful. It really just tastes like a pineapple juice. In my head when you said that, I, I assumed you didn't, for some reason, mean like like chilies. I thought you meant like beef chili. I was like, wait, why, why would they do that? <laughs> Savory. Like, oh, wait, no, that's a different thing. <laughs> It's like they're really it's a very hefty they're really beer. branching out. That's <laughs> so red chilies, and uh, really, I don't taste any any peppers in there. And I like spicy stuff, so I'm a little disappointed. And I I could not really tell you what a guava tastes like on its own. You know, it's just a random tropical fruit flavor is what I whenever I taste it. Yeah, that's it. So it really is just pineapple, and it's wonderful. So. E.T. Stay Home was a series happening at Evil Twin during the quarantine times, which they've now moved on to something else, which has like a pretentious Latinate-looking name. It's like Frutus Maximus or something. It's, it's, it's not that, but it's almost as dumb as that, is their new Fruited Sour series. But, you know, they bring back things every once in a while, so you might see these again. Um, so The Hunger is a novel from 2018, and it is, I guess it's historical fiction. It's 95% I don't know what fiction. else to call it. Or is it historically inspired fiction? Historically inspired supernatural fiction. Yeah. That sounds like a Red Hot Chili Peppers album. I was thinking uh, Jamiroquai, but yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so it is... That would it, be virtual insanity. <laughs> oh. It is the retelling of the very famous story of the Donner Party or the Donner Reed Party. Not to be confused with Donna Reed from like 1950s TV, but the Donner Party was a group of, I guess, like prospectors essentially. I mean, people just moving they to were California, just settlers looking to move west, heading out California way. Yeah, who had to fucking eat each other because they made and not in a, a fun lot way. of a lot of bad decisions, had a lot of really terrible luck, and got s- sort of stranded in the mountains for months. With virtually no in the winter, in the winter, through in a in a particularly bad winter, record-setting bad winter, like twenty feet of snow winter, and they're living in a lean-to. So as people died and they ran out of food, they resorted to eating the dead, and that's the true story. This book takes that and goes a different direction with it, which we'll get to later. Ads actually, so I did just before this, scan the Wikipedia article on the Donner Party. So now I'm oh, an expert. Too. And there really were some... <laughs> that She did try to use some historical stuff, like the timeline and like the kind of events that they had to get through. She Most of the names on the book, maybe even all of them, were actually from real people. There's only like two fake people, because in the acknowledgments, she says the ones she made up, and it's the random Native American kid. And a guy, another guy wrote a letter to that are fake. Everyone else was at least the real, a real namesake on the party. However, she still like made up her own backstory for each of those people and sort of to add conflict and tension. And then she also added the supernatural thing onto it also called the hunger. 
first off, can I just say, I'm, I'm sorry in advance, I could not remember anyone's fucking name reading this book. It was hard, yeah. I read this last week, and then I, right before we did this, I skimmed through almost all of it again, like within the last hour, because I couldn't remember a single thing that happened or anyone's name. I remember <laughs> like three people's names, but beyond that, it's all just a blur. Because there's like 400 characters, five or yeah. ten of which matter, and it's just them walking for months. It's like so Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Less breakfast. <laughs> Way less <laughs> breakfast. A lot less breakfast. Less breakfast. <laughs> there, there are like four or five characters that actually matter, but the, in, in real life, the wagon party, wagon train rather, had like 90 people or so. But and then there were some babies born along the way, and they picked up some. It was like some... fifty wagons they started out with. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was huge. Deal. Which was one of the problems is that all these people brought too much shit with them, like a fucking piano. Get a new one, and furniture, and not enough food, or at least they were, or at least they were eating like kings at first. You know, yeah. eating way too much and using their provisions. It was like quickly. that. Um, what was the fucking book with the dogs? Uh, Call of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, it's one Call of those the Wild, with a, with a... but with way more people that are way stupider. <laughs> yeah, it was Call of the Wild, right? Not White White Thing. Yeah, Call of the Wild was the one with like the dumb people. Like, I'm bringing all of my pots and pans to Alaska. Like, don't don't do that. Go to the Klondike. <laughs> Fun fact: Almakatsu lives in Alaska, or is from Alaska. Yeah. Fun she, fact yeah. also, katsu is just a Japanese fried chicken thing. <laughs> she is half Japanese, actually. That's making me hungry. Yeah. She uh, also like worked as like a defense contractor or something. Like, she worked as some sort of She worked for the government, government job. in like foreign policy roles. And then for like, they said for 29 years, and she currently works as an analyst for the RAND Corporation. So being a novelist is really like a side gig. And it seems to be like she does... Mostly historical fiction esque things. I've never heard of anything before. I lo- she had like three her. novels, and she had like one series. I hadn't heard of this. Yeah, I I only looked at her stuff here. I might be re- misremembering the historical fiction thing, but there's at least this is not the only one she's done. She might do the might be her shtick to like say, "What if it was the Titanic?" But there were Yetis, or you know, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, like I the would Civil swing. War. I'd plus mermaids. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great series if you could just Bailey school kids books. <laughs> you sounds... can't have lunch with leprechauns or those. Oh, dumb... yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Vaguely, it's been a long fucking time. Uh, oh my god, I see. She has a book called The Deep. Yeah, they're it's all thes. They're all thes. And uh and it's a big ship on the front. Oh my god, is that actually about the Titanic with Yetis? <laughs> I really hope so. Or the Titanic I, with mermaids. Oh my god, it is it is about the Titanic. Is Dude. it really? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Come on. Come on, baby. There better be Yetis. <laughs> I or really some like kind this, of mythical creature. This review on uh on Amazon says a breath of fresh salty air is the title of the review. I don't like that. It doesn't sound refreshing. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Let's well, okay, let's talk about what actually time. happens in the book. So the book kind of like slowly introduces the well actually slowly introduces the characters, except there are like way too many of them and it's really hard to keep track of in the beginning. But one of the most important people is a guy named Charles Stanton. 
who is, I have a beer for him, he is, or at least he is definitely dark and handsome, but this is called Short, Dark and Handsome from Other Half. I don't think he was tall. We don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't remember, but... And they didn't say how long his cock was. Yes, but the ladies, <laughs> but the ladies definitely liked him, at least a couple of the pretty ones, so, you know, he was probably pretty handsome. Yeah. He was definitely handsome because they talk about how his grandfather used to beat him for being too handsome. Oh, he had the preacher grandfather? Yeah. yeah. Like, you're too pretty, boy. That's going to lead people Ooh. to sin, so I'll slap you around. This is a stout with coffee and coconut, and it is 7.2% alcohol. It's not an imperial stout. It's just a stout. So it's... Tall, dark, and handsome is the imperial one. Yeah, right, exactly. No, <laughs> that might be it. This is good. This is definitely good. I like the... It's definitely coffee. Shit, I'm going to have trouble sleeping. God damn it. What was I thinking? <laughs> How weak are you, dude? I am really Can that bad actually happen? at sleeping. Can you get caffeine in a beer? Yeah, I'm sure there's some. It's at least a little bit. Hmm. Uh, I'm just really bad at sleeping is actually the main point of that story. But have okay. you tried choking yourself until you pass out? <laughs> Rub- you know what? I'm not there yet. <laughs> but maybe I will when I'm, you know, when I'm older. Okay. Uh, so anyway, um, it's very nice. Uh, it's not too, it's a little bit sweet, but not a lot. Like it's definitely not a pastry stout, but it's still very nice. That's you could get, it's a little bit of coconut, definitely some coffee, a little bit of coconut. So it's like a more mellow version of all those giant pastry stouts. Yeah. If you like stouts, not interested. (laughs) (laughs) If you like stouts, but don't have to drink those like super sweet pastry stouts, I think you'd like this. So Mike won't like it. I won't get out of bed for that. You drink it in bed. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I've never had a beer in bed. So anyway, right at the beginning of the book, there's like a child is murdered. This is like basically the gone first missing. scene, right? He's gone missing, and then he's literally mutilated body is discovered like in the woods. This is like, you know, when they've been on the trail for a little while. But it's it's been found ahead of the wagon train. So they're like... How did those wolves bring it up here? Those wolves sure are sneaky. Because you'd figure if they ate the kid, they wouldn't, like, bring him up ahead. But they Five did. miles. But somebody already speculates that, hmm, maybe a person did that. But they don't know. Anyway, in, in the confusion, the hottest woman in camp, the wife of George Donner, whose name is Tampson, and Tampson Donner, and that was a real-life person, and she's just so hot. Everyone is like, oh, my God, she's so hot. Literally goes to Stanton and immediately is like, we have to fuck right now. And so they do. He's like, oh, I, I can get used to this kind of donor party. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so in real life, I, and she I, had I, a hunger. never really said in, in the book, but they kind of hinted at it. She's like 45. She's older than most of the people there. I didn't look that up. I mean, I think... The author just made up this shit about all of them, right? Because we find out... to add some sexual tension. Yes. I yeah, mean, that, there's that no Tamsin's way to know like about that kind of thing. A bit of a freak. But she, she was, she was the dudes. second wife of this dude who had a, you know... Everyone's got like 47 kids. Even, of course, the Mormon family has 4 billion kids. They, they, they actually have 13, I think. Is and no dad. Well, yeah. She just ate him like a praying mantis to get more <laughs> nutrients to keep birthing children. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta say, I did not. I hadn't heard of the Donner Party. I did not really know too much about them before this. You hadn't heard of them? I had heard of them, but I oh. didn't really know the details. It was like those are the people that ate each other. 
I, I, for whatever reason in my head, I just kind of assumed they were all Mormons because they were just traveling with their families going to Utah. <laughs> so I just, or through well, Utah. Well, I mean, that was kind of what everyone was doing back then. But actually, a whole bunch of them were, like, there was the, the Irish family. They were all Catholics, and they were also kind of seeking uh, religious freedom in the West. Like, and then there we could have our Pope and eat it, too, you know, whatever <laughs> they want. But they were just like a motley crew of, of, uh, of yeah, travelers. Yeah, it's just like almost 90 people, huge families, bringing all their shit with them. And they're like, we'll just walk through the mountains with my wagon full of all of my bureaus. And some some of them had a lot of were clearly wealthier families. They had hot, not only did they hire teamsters and not like union guys, but guys to drive their wagon for them. I like to imagine that they are still teamsters, like local five thirty eight. <laughs> yeah, they're like every wagon needs to have at least one guy working it. <laughs> like, <laughs> rules. Every fifteen minutes, you got to take a break, smoke break. Yeah, but they also some of them hire have like servants. They have you know like the equivalent of like a nanny, you know, to watch their kids and shit. Yeah, like the Donners had like five Teamsters and workers with them in addition to their robust family numbers. So it was a big group. It was not lean. And one of the problems with that is you have a whole bunch of people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. And they... And lots of children. Lots of, of children. children. You know, it takes them too long to get going in the morning. They're like, oh, we'll have a big breakfast. Then we'll get together and we'll... Then start gathering up because they're bringing. They're also bringing herds of cattle with them to eat along the way, but they. That are, didn't seem like a terrible idea. No, actually. yeah, but they don't gather them up ahead of time. So like, okay, let's gather all the cows in order, and then they go. So they don't make. They're not making good time. They, they left too late in the season, and they got too much shit with them, and they're making very very bad choices, and they're in it for a series of really harsh reality checks when they have they to eat indeed. each other. This is from Killsboro, called Reality Checks. It's a double dry hopped, double IPA, 8.2%. How great would it be if Checks cereal made a version where it has no sweeteners and it's just called Reality Checks? And it's called Brand. Like it's just, it just <laughs> makes you shit. <laughs> it's like, also tastes as good as the box. You could also eat the box that they it's came in. It's essentially the same and thing. And you can't taste the difference. <laughs> It's just fiber. Now made with more box. <laughs> so how's that beer, Jimmy? This is really good. I'm enjoying this very much. We should say that's brought over to us by our pals at Patreon. So if you get over, head over to patreon.com, you can get all sorts of cool things like early access to our episodes, exclusive Patreon-only content. Uh, like right now, we're in the middle of reading through Don Quixote. <laughs> <laughs> you could get uh, a, a handwritten thank you note with a sweet official Drunk Guys Book Club sticker to put wherever you'd like, even on your you know private places if you'd like, if you're into that. And you can send us a picture. We'll look at it. Except if it's feet, send that to Jimmy. And we'll even send you uh, a copy of our read-along book if you give us enough of your shillings and a Drunk Guys Book Club pint class, which I'm using right now to drink my beers. And it it's made them taste better. And, of course, you get shouted out. Uh, in our monthly book poll episode, which you get to vote on. So, Nate, who are those fine people? All right. I would like to thank Catherine, Colton, Al Dog, Stephen, Nick, Dustin, Joe P., Crab, Michael, Daniel, Emir, Hayden, Mariano, Emotional Support Burrito, CL, and Don Keyballs. <laughs> <laughs> A very generous $10 patron. 
I really like that one. It's a good one. <laughs> Thanks, Dawn. <laughs> this book was the one chosen for the month of October by these people. So they did this to us, and they did this to you. We had four spooky, spooky books, and this is the one that they thought was the spookiest. I can't remember the other choices. Doesn't matter. You don't get to they find lost. out. Doesn't matter, because you might do them another time. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put them back on the list next October when I can't think of five more books. We're running out of Halloween books. And this book, I have to say, I, I had, um, the, this book, the only thing I've heard of it was that it was scary. And it was on like, you know, it was like BuzzFeed lists of 30 scariest books and books that just can't. I read the stupid like BuzzFeed <laughs> articles. <laughs> I think that's and, camels uh, that just can't. Yeah, it's always like these are books that just don't. Twenty (laughs) nine gophers that hate Mondays, and these books. Um, But it was supposed to be a very scary book. Spoiler: I was not scared for even a moment, and I'm the biggest pussy here. It 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 held true to the I believe that no book is scary, but this I didn't even attempt to be scary. I thought it's a it's basically a thriller in pacing and yeah. And uh, and also it's like it's also it's a mystery novel. I felt like because all the main characters they all have a secret. They're all hiding something. Yes, and that gets and they're all afraid that, that secret's going to get revealed because that would make the wagon party really awkward. And almost every secret involves someone's dick. And they all relate to each other, which is you know obviously this is all this is all the fabricated parts that Katsu added to the book, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, after a while, it gets tiring because when she, you get through every imaginable trope of what could this, what could their secret be? Oh, this is a pretty standard. You, mm-hmm. you get kind of bored of it, but I felt it was more like a, a suspense novel than a horror one. It's more like you know, sort of it, it. You could say it fits into the horror genre just because things just keep getting worse and keep getting worse and keep getting worse and you know what it almost didn't need the supernatural element because it was pretty fucking bad by itself you know the yeah. donner party but you know it that's why it definitely fits we'll we'll discuss that later okay so let's talk more about what happens in the plot so right in the beginning it's already tension between uh, a bunch of people because like well first it was like the kid died it's like oh my god what happened and then secretly tamson fucks Stanton, but he's actually more interested in another lady named uh, Mary. Mary. The Mary, giantess. Mary Graves, right? They just keep talking yeah. about how tall she is. Sure. She uh, is also, Tamsin's a witch because she makes little totems and everyone says, wow, she must be a witch. Not that she just she, loves crafts and she has an Etsy store. Well, <laughs> this is long before Etsy, dude. <laughs> but she's also always making little potions and shit. Like, oh... Let me gather these mushrooms. These might be health, helpful someday. Or this the willow bark. Or whatever. Yeah, she yeah. collects all sorts of fucking nonsense. So, like, things keep going on. And then uh, there's, like, tension between the, the between the two things. And then uh, a little bit later, one dude named Halloran, basically, he just kind of goes crazy. I mean, he has tuberculosis, or the consumption, at first, he's just kind of like getting really sick, but then he, what is it? He tries to, a, tries well, we to attack get, we somebody. We a huge amount. This is much later in the book, but we could, so he has a little no. stupid dog with him. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And there's a big bully dude. I don't know if he's one of the Teamsters or whatever, but a guy named Snyder. 
Snyder is and, one of the Teamsters. He's one of, I think, Reed's Teamsters? I don't know. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's part of later. Reed's secret. They're very good friends in the <laughs> dick area. <laughs> well, one, one in the dick area, one in the butt area. <laughs> no, in the mouth area. Uh, but they, Steve's talking uh, about how he feels bad with his unclean mouth kissing his children because his mouth is usually just full of dick. <laughs> All right, so we know his secret. <laughs> but they find... Um, is this when they find the dead Native American guy? They find guy? a dead Native yeah. American kid, yeah. Who's been, like, eaten and burnt or something. And, and like, then the guy's strung dog... up between two trees... And so Halloran's dog is all like, yappy, and it bites Snyder, who is like a big brute of a guy that really shouldn't have phased him very much, that he got a little nip on his hand, and he just instantly shoots the dog. And then Halloran gets weirdly ill from that. Well, he gets better. Right. He gets better from his TB, and then he gets super sick, and he turns into a monster who wants to eat people, allegedly. But instead, Tamsin stands him in the neck. And he dies. Yeah, well, he was going to rape Tamsin, so she, like, stabs him and kills him. She thought that he was going to rape her, but he might have been trying to actually eat her because he might be a scary monster. Yeah. And you get, along the way, you get these little hints about the Native American tribes that their one tribe is really doesn't like another tribe because they eat people or, like, they sacrifice people. They're they're trying to appease... All the tribes recognize that there's this evil spirit in the area but one tribe instead of like ignoring it like you would with any bully (laughs) this tribe (laughs) is trying to appease it by leaving out humans as sacrifices to it and then another native americans like dude that's not going to help anything that's just going to make it hungrier it's going to be hungry like a wolf and so then they he's on the hunt he's after you but so we skipped over. I mean, I think the only really important thing we skipped over is that, and this is real life. They were looking for. Um, they plan on taking a shortcut through the Rockies. I guess it was the Rockies, the Hastings yeah. Cutoff that they had read about. That they're like, oh, I read in this, read in this fancy book that this pass is actually shorter. Let's go there. And the Hastings guy is supposed to meet them at this fort, which is the last fort before going through the mountains to get to the other side. But they get there way late because they're slow and stupid, and he's gone. Uh, and they're like, fuck it, let's just go anyway. And they find a note, and the the note is just like, hey, this is Hastings. Don't go this way. It's super fucked up. And they're like, ah, we can probably still go. It's fine. He's only two weeks ahead of us. Yeah. Let's catch up. We can just follow their tracks. Like, that's not how, that's not how anything works. What? What? And we're also bouncing back and forth between that and uh, Edwin Bryant, Stanton's only friend, the Native American enthusiast who's gone ahead because everyone was cramping his doctor, anthropologist, doctor, journalist, yeah. anthropologist, yeah. who's slash public. You, you, you find out later, <laughs> sort of like you, you, you find out sort of like at least halfway through the book or maybe a little bit later that he's actually searching he's actually going to meet the native americans he went on ahead to like try and meet them to find out what's happened to them and he finds out about this disease he's the van helsing of the book yes except he's way worse at it he mostly just ends up eating bugs for a month because he gets lost (laughs) until some native americans find him they're like dude do you want some other bugs he's like yeah i'll take the other bugs thanks thank you (laughs) chemosabi and you know but 
he's wandering off having his own adventures, and everyone's well, he, following. Did he leave the group? Is he the guy that left right in the beginning? Yeah, he's the one who's saying, she says to Stanton, like, dude, come with me. I'm going to get ahead and leave these fucking people because they they're terrible. They suck. They're going to miss everything. They're going way too slow. And Stanton's like, uh, no, I saw a hot lady. Uh, I'm good. And Brian's like, cool, I'm going to go like, wander around the woods and pretend to be a scientist for Native Americans. And he talks gibberish to them when they find him, and he learns about the magic spirits, which they call the night. Because it comes out. It doesn't come out in the day. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, he leaves messages in the old ways, which was put it under a rock and hope someone going the other way finds it and takes it back, which was, I guess, the best you could hope for. And he's like, everyone, don't go this other way. It sucks here. There's no way you can bring your wagons full of pianos it's it's just not going to work out <laughs> through this mountain pass. Yeah, and I know Stein it seemed Wayne like Wagon. a good at the time, but really don't do it. But they don't get these messages because the rock did not deliver it. No, no, someone's been collecting them and hiding them. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that. I I, 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 I couldn't remember if it was character number four hundred and two later. Yeah, but but the other thing, the other thing that's true, the Hastings cutoff was a real thing, and that guy really did write that book. But in real life, he had never taken it himself. That sounds like he the had old just, days. He had just heard about it from a guy. And he's like, I hear this yeah. is a great way to go. And then people were like, this is great. This book cost a nickel, so I'll trust it. I feel like that's the way knowledge worked back then. It's kind of like you could write anything at any time. You could put anything in any medicine and sell it. And people would be like, oh, this will make me better. And that's just... And people were like, ah, I, they just believed it. There's a snake oil salesman in this book. It has every Wild West trope you can think of. Yeah. The only thing missing is a lady who's a crack shot. <laughs> That's the only... Uh, we didn't see any of them shoot, so there might have been. Tamsin could have been a squirter. Tamsin has... <laughs> yeah. She does have a pistol. She does. Oh, that's true, yeah. She has like one of those little pearl-handled one-shotters, which sounds like a weird old-timey sexual movie. <laughs> <laughs> But they get to this fort, and there's a couple different forts. So I don't remember the fucking Fort which one Laramie, is, and and everyone's in like the 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 guys are like clearly crazy, kind of and full of shit. It's like the equivalent of like a junkyard in Alabama in a <laughs> horror movie today. Where it's like, do you have any supplies? Yep, we got meat. I ain't rat. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> Real fresh. <laughs> Is it safe to go this way? Like, oh, probably. Did anyone <laughs> that's, leave that's, a note for me? It's like, nah. Nope. Definitely no notes. And, and then like, when, when they were pressed, lying to like, us. no, I'm looking for this guy. And then one of them goes, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was here. And he's just making shit up. And then they, they get really upset. And they start having some abysmal thoughts. Yeah. This is abysmal thoughts by Root and Branch. And it is a double India pale ale that uh, I think that is a multi-oat wheat spelt double IPA brewed by Evil Twin for Root and Branch. I think Root and Branch is like a gypsy brewer. I don't think they have a location uh, because the only places I've ever seen their beer is at Evil Twin when Evil Twin makes it. Mm. So I think they're kind of that, that sort of thing. But this is a really great beer. Super tropical hop juice flavors with no bitterness. Really creamy body. They it's are currently so. building a brewery in Copiag, New York, which I guess is probably on the island. Well, 
It's great. Great beer. If you get a chance to have some root and branch, I've had a few. I've never been disappointed. It's a hamlet on Long Island. Oh, shit. Not a full ham. A let. To beer or not to beer? To beer. No question. They picked to beer. Yeah. <laughs> so then they, are, they, they pursue Hastings, and they find... Because Hastings traveled with another group of people, and they find him, and he's like... In the back, what the hell are those, like, Castanuga wagons or something like that? Conestoga? That's the word, yeah. Is this something from Oregon Trail, the game? That's all I know. Yeah, it's where you have to put all, like, the bison you hunt, but you could only carry 200 pounds, right? That's like, that's like a third of one bison, maybe. That's not, it's much, much less than a third of a bison. I don't know how that's big a bison massive. is. Well, if you butcher just the meat part, maybe. Yeah, you leave all the bones. Maybe it's about the size of M. Bison from Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Which the M is for Marcel. Did you know that? No, it's not. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> no, it could it's be. Not. <laughs> I like to get Mister. <laughs> they call me Mister Bison. Uh, Conestoga. Is that the nice word? I, I I fuck fucking, it's from a wag. It's a wagon. I it's, really it's thought a, it's Conestoga. The Prairie Schooner. Is, uh, that's what they called indeed. someone's wagon because it was so big. That's the same thing. That's like the nickname for it, I think. Yeah. But the uh, Hastings guy is like in his, he's like he's like tied it shut around him. It's like the equivalent of when a kid pulls the drawstring on their like parka hood and like you can't see, and their face is like, he's hiding in the back of it. He's like, please stay back, demons. He looks like an uncircumcised dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he is a dick, so it makes sense. <laughs> Uh, and, and all the other guys in the wagon chain, they're like, we have to cut down all these fucking trees because this path is garbage. But God damn it, we're not letting him go till we get there. So then the, the uh, Donner Party folks are, all right, well, I, guess, I guess we'll just keep following that terrible idea to its logical conclusion. Well, he's like, there's scary things in the woods. This is a good example of the sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. Or it's like, we've already gone this far. We might as well just keep going. And the fort they're at, the shitty, shitty fort in the middle of nowhere that sucks in every way, does not have enough supplies for suddenly 80 people to stay there for the winter. Because this whole time, everybody's been like, I thought there'd be more game out here. I only see Connect Four, but I would like to play <laughs> other games. But they can't hunt anything because there's no squirrels or rabbits or bison or other animals that Deer. people shoot because everything's gone it seems like someone game someone but they felt sorry they did they were in real <laughs> trouble <laughs> and the fort had a monopoly on all the food oh. and would raise prices by a lot <laughs> part cheesy so <laughs> then uh they start scrabbling up the mountain <laughs> So they all, and that is at this point where they say, fuck it, let's just go. And they bring this Indian boy with them, they call it Thomas, the boy who'd converted to Christianity. So, you know, one of the good ones, except they still hated him because he was, yeah. he was an Indian boy. The only good Indian is a dead Indian. Nate is an inveterate racist. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to hear that. Wasn't that, wasn't that Andrew Jackson who said that? No, Probably. no, it was. It was uh, way worse. William Tecumseh Sherman, one of those one of those guys who who made that phase, uh, phrase famous. So they take him because he he had been the one with uh, amateur archaeologist slash entrepreneur slash Iowa Jones optometrist <laughs> uh, Edwin Qu- slash court stenographer. Yes, 
And uh, he's like, there's too many spooky Free things Mason. here. He's, he is probably. Who the fuck? Yeah, he probably is, actually. So Thomas runs away, and Edwin is on his own, you know, eating bugs for a while. But they, they find Thomas back at the thing. He's like, yeah, I was with him. And he's like, he was kind of a bitch to leave Edwin like that. We'll take oh, him with us talk as about punishment. We see how he left him. Like, they're in the, like, the guy... Uh, Edwin's like, let's keep going. And the guy's like, this is a terrible idea, dude. Yeah, there's this definitely not, fucking spooky ghosts. It's it's not safe, man. And I'm like a Native American. I like touch the ground and tell you how far a buffalo is. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> and, and so then something attacks them and they get separated. And Edward just wanders in a circle where he just eats snails for a while, like a Frenchman. And some old and then, roots. And the other guy... Uh, as opposed to Reed, who likes smoking an old root whenever he can. <laughs> and so Thomas abandoned him, and then they take him as a... Pu- and didn't the um, the fort guys, whatever the fuck their names were, they like put him in a cage. They have like, they have, like a little jail. Yeah. Let's put him in there. Kind of like an outhouse almost. Prairie justice. But one of the, uh, one of the girls, Elitha, who besides her sister Eliza is the same with Lisp. She's from <laughs> Spain. Yes, Elitha. She's from Elitha. <laughs> she is one of the Donners, and she is like, hmm, look at that hot Indian boy. I'd like to, I'd like to That's fuck That's some him. meat I want to eat right there. <laughs> she has a hunger. She has a hunger for, uh, for, his, for his dick. And so she gets in, she, like, she wants him, and she feeds him and brings him snacks in his shit cage. I bet uh, he knows how to use every part of this buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone still treats him like shit. Because he's yeah, they're, they're, you, know, you can't convert from being an Indian, <laughs> a heathen. Yeah, they keep calling him a heathen, but it's like, but isn't that about religion? It's about it just means I don't like you. Yeah, like stuff. Don't pretend it's about Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's because he's not white. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, the whole idea of going west was let's go there. There's people there. Fuck them. We'll kill them all. Oh right, they, they don't need all of it. They especially don't need the good parts. <laughs> Did you know John Wayne was saying that even as late as the 1970s? Yeah, he was like interviewing Playboy. The Indians Playboy. didn't need all their land. <laughs> didn't he play Genghis Khan in a movie? Yeah, he did. <laughs> and he talked like this. And he kept calling everyone pilgrim. Come on, Mon- <laughs> Mongol pilgrims. Let's rape them squaws. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all uh, moving along, trying to get to the to the west because they're in the bad place now and there's nothing after this shit fort and winter is coming and there's a character in this called Jon Snow and we're just not <laughs> going to acknowledge that for some reason no uh sorry <laughs> he is actually a real person I know it's just, he was it's so a, funny he was a he was cuz it was the doctor who was the the doctor journalist uh, dance choreographer was writing a letter to his <laughs> friend back in back in Harvard, who said, "Well, we've got this feller here, this feller doctor here named John Snow, who believes that disease is not just you know caused by bad air and bad gases." And then he later went to Eng- he he later that guy later went to London and discovered and basically figured out through contact tracing. What was causing the cholera epidemic? And he said, oh, close the Broad he, Street pump. He's that guy? I heard about that. I didn't know that he's was him. He's that guy, yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And it's officially established that cholera is caused this, by water. It's just this poop that's water. That, that has people's water. poop in it. <laughs> we shouldn't drink other people's poop? Brilliant. <laughs> but water's so boring. 
Make this man a knight. <laughs> it took a long time for people to accept that idea. Like the idea that being clean is what could spread germs. Like I forget what other it was like diphtheria or something that um shit. It's like would kill like thirty percent of newborns in the eighteen hundreds, where doctors would just go straight from the dissecting room to the delivery room without washing their hands and then put their fucking corpse covered hands in <laughs> women's cooches and then the women would fucking die the children it might not have been diphtheria it's something else but like the women would fucking die from this routinely and then when someone's like i think you need to wash your hands like how dare you i am a doctor sir everyone knows that's caused by jews <laughs> like they just <laughs> was it on this that we talked about or did i read this somewhere about uh the plague like the bubonic plague back in the day how oh, jews, that was caused by jews <laughs> they believe that jews did it because they weren't dying but it's because the jews religious rituals require them to wash their hands before they ate so they would walk and wash their hands and not eat poo poo and everybody else was eating poo poo and they're like these fucking jews must have done it because we're just eating poo poo like regular people but they're not getting sick <laughs> <laughs> so this this is at this point where we get to the part where where the dog bites the guy and Halloran gets the tuberculosis all cured, but then he he turns into a scary monster because he's like, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna attack. He has you. the hunger. He's got the hunger, hunger for lady meat and man meat probably, but lady happened to be there, so she kills him and everybody's like, damn, that lady is really mean because they didn't know that he was a monster, literally. They've all mistrusted her the whole time. Like they don't she trust her. She's a witch. She's a, yeah. She they never say and it that directly, but yeah, she, they said it constantly. Well, she they, had they witches. Call, she had witch powers. She's always doing witch things. I don't know if they actually use. I don't remember them saying the word witch, witch. things. <laughs> Those things. And <laughs> <laughs> they, they they definitely thought she was, she had some weird things. Maybe they called her witch or not. Doesn't really matter anyway. But they also knew that she was kind of whorish. And she was. She be she, she was, be fucking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had a hunger, and then <laughs> in the middle of the night, someone tries to shoot Stanton, and then it drops. He gets run this wagon gets, train on me. <laughs> he gets uh, he drops the gun while he's fighting against the guy who shot him, and he's oh, it's Kesseberg, the meanest guy in camp, who's just been a dick the whole time. It's really just to everyone. The, the German guy. Yeah, he's really who's... just really he's quite rude, and then he's also based on a real person. Yeah, he's real. Uh, I don't know if he was actually evil, but he His might name have been is real. But he sees that it's the lady's gun, and he goes to her. He's like, "I know you had a, you know, you you tried to get him to kill me because I broke it off with you because I'm interested in some young puss because yours is old and and I'm really still torn up about my ex who I have a deep dark secret about that I won't reveal until a flashback later at an inopportune time." And then <laughs> she's like, "Nah, son, I didn't do it." And he's like, "Whatever, bitch," and he leaves. And she's like, "No, it's because I wouldn't bang the German because he's a real dick." And he's like, and the German guy's like, "Whatever." I do what I want. I'm German. And I'm clearly the bad guy here. I'm very efficient at it, yes, though. Yes, but he missed. He's not that efficient. Yeah, he's, he, they talk about he can't, his, his wife always has a bruise on her face. And he and always smells. She never talks. Yeah, he's dirty. He's, his teeth are gray. Yeah, that's not a good color for teeth. No. And yeah, he always smells like blood. And it's not even yeah. his time. But so in the meantime, Reed is going off all month. into the uh, into the faraway places so he can suck Snyder's dick. And Snyder's like, "Oh yeah, it that's cool. I like that. Thanks." 
and it don't it doesn't make me gay. <laughs> just literally, what, that's what he says. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's like I'll tell everybody. He's like I'll tell him it was. He's like I'm gonna tell everyone you're a pervert. It's like yeah, but dude, like it was your dick. Like <laughs> he's like don't matter. You're the pervert. You're all right, man. And so he's you a, keep telling yeah, himself so he's that. about to start shit, and then he get into a fight, and he pulls a knife on Reed. Then Reed like slaps it out of his hands and stabs him with the knife. And he gets, oh no, a knife, my weakness, and he dies. And everybody's like, we're going to have to kill this guy. We're going to have to hang him because he murdered a dude. He's a murderer. And he's just like, no, I don't like that. And they're like, no, we're not in America anymore, technically. I like well-hung guys. Yeah, but But I don't want to (laughs) be. Uh, but then they're like, hey, we're not technically in America anymore, so we can't kill anybody because that's wrong, question mark? Well, they decide to just banish him. Which is effectively killing him. Which was, <laughs> except it was actually the greatest thing that ever happened to that man in his whole life. Yeah, he got rid of his... Uh... <laughs> Having to leave the Donner Party <laughs> was like, way to go, way to go, dude. And we find out later that one of his daughters snuck away at night and brought him food and a horse, which also really happened. This whole fight with this guy really happened. There's no reason to believe it was because he was sucking his dick, but this was a thing that actually happened in real life. She just added her own reasoning to it. So another thing with this Reed guy, who, again, was a real person, and I've read on, like, mentalfloss.com or some dumb website (laughs) when I was doing research, he knew Abraham Lincoln because they left from Illinois. Springfield, Illinois, yeah. And he knew Lincoln, and now this is 1846 Lincoln. He's not really anybody... And Lincoln helped that guy, uh, like, resolve some bankruptcy claims or something like that so he could sell all his shit and leave. And For the Donner Party? Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy was like, come with us, Abe. And the funniest thing I thought was, like, there's all those rumors that Lincoln was gay. You know, like, that... You ever read, like, there's... Yeah, uh, I've heard those. That Lincoln and his law partner, I fucking have no idea what that guy's name was, Mr. Mr. Barr... <laughs> some, some legal guy. Uh, they they had a firm and they like slept in the same bed at the behind the firm. Which I, I just think, they were... from what I remember, is that when they were still very new and starting out and didn't oh, yeah. have a lot of money, and it wasn't that uncommon for two men to rent the same hotel room because they didn't like have homes, so they were always no, just like, renting it's a like hotel a room. Moby Dick, you know, or just yeah. uh, all the dudes just. It's just semen all over the place. <laughs> well, he must have invited Lincoln. Lincoln must have been like, nah, man, I need to go to California. Like, I need a hole in the head. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's like these weird things that they wrote. I forget which one wrote in like letters or journals. Like, oh, he had the most perfect thighs and we'd sleep in the... It's like, dude. That's a what? weird thing to say about anyone. That's a strange <laughs> observation. <laughs> So it just, that was just like a really weird thing. Like, Lincoln was almost in this? That would be fucking bizarre. Except then he would not have been famous. No. Did you see that stupid thing on the Discovery Channel last week? Like the Lost Lincoln picture documentary? Some it, so, so it was really hyped up. Was the that History Channel? Discovery, which is vaguely better. Some some like collector found this old not even a photograph, it's called ambrotype, which is just like a, basically a picture on a piece of glass that seems that they, they claim shows Abe Lincoln dying in the bed that they took him to after the, he was shot at the Ford Theater. Now, they're, and so they were like, they hired, you know, got some professor who works as like a authenticator to authenticate the image. I stopped watching it halfway through because it was so stupid. 
and then I was reading articles in the about it how uh, it was all just totally fabricated bullshit. Like the woman who is the quote unquote historian authenticator, she has a degree in bioethics from a Christian scientist university. They don't believe in medicine, <laughs> but she she's like I'm an I'm a historian and like I'm a I have a PhD I'm so and so PhD. No one introduces themselves like that if they actually mean anything. But but biomedical ethics from a Christian scientist university is a really strange... It's like... All the ethics are, don't do it. It's like having a degree in Jewish studies from Adolf Hitler University. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, sorry. So he gets banished, and they're like, he's like, fine. If I could see the future, I'd be like, this is a much better idea. And then he <laughs> leaves. And then, you know, they're all still walking west and things are not going well because Reed was really the one leading them, even though it's called the Donner Party, though sometimes they call it the Donner-Reed Party. But Reed was the one who was good at stuff and was like, guys, we need to stop eating so many pancakes or, you know, (laughs) stop having a feast every day and stop fucking around. And Donner was just like the guy everyone liked because he was a pushover and... So things really start to go off the rails here because they got rid of the competent guy and because Stanton is also competent, but he's just too sad about his ex-girlfriend. Uh, his, his secret that somebody threatens to tell on. It's, I forget who. It's, yeah, it's someone in the... It's, it's the father, oh, it's the father of right. the girl he's interested in. Mary. Actually knows his secret. He's like, I'll oh. never let her near you. Meanwhile, is that? I don't think that father was in any other scene besides no, he's just, just that one. Because there's like there's like forty seven Graveses. She has like eleven thousand siblings. Were they another the Irish families that's had like eleven kids? Reed on was the, the only trip. one who's actually from <laughs> Ireland, and he married an older lady who had a bunch of kids already. It's like, oh, he must have been gay. And just oh, okay, <laughs> I need a beard. Yeah, and he has a flashback too, where you find out he used. Fucked some other guy for a while. His partner and it's in really unnecessary. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and then his partner was blackmailing him, so he left town. That's why he left. It's like I got to sell all my stuff and leave town because I I touched a penis. So then we find out the backstory of Stanton. Yeah, I think you're getting there. And it was really, it was a really sad story. It's like, oh, I grew up with this girl, and she was pretty cool, and we were friends. And then things got weird because she got real sad, and it turned out that her dad fucked her. And then she killed herself. They were supposed to run away together. Yeah. And then she kills herself. She, she comes to him and like, I'm pregnant. And he's like, wait, we didn't do that. <laughs> I know how that works. I know this is... So you can do it from kissing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you couldn't get the butt pregnant. But then <laughs> she's... <laughs> that priest has been lying to me. <laughs> so then, yeah, then she kills herself. And then the father, who's like the richest man in town or some bullshit... He's like, oh, oh, I shoot your fucking suck. Fuck you. I don't know what he says. But then they get into a fist fight, and he beats the shit out of the old man. And the old man's like, here's money. Go away. And then off screen, he demanded the money back years later, and that's why this guy is now on the, on the Which wagon train. Which I really didn't understand. Yeah. It was like, just like, no. This is back in the day <laughs> where you could be like, you could walk into a new town and like, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> we Charles need one Stanton? Of those. No, I'm Marles Mar- Stanton. <laughs> Marles? Yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's MD. it. MD. <laughs> S- 
Starl's Chanton. <laughs> oh, you're right, sir. That's a completely different person. Sorry. Yes. MD. <laughs> you, could just, you could just change who you were instantly. Like, the people are writing letters to their family. Like, I'm going to put this under a rock. Good luck. <laughs> they have no intention. Like, and yet this guy could track him down. Like, he has some sort of, like, bounty hunter. Like, Give me back my seventy-eight dollars. He just like handed a letter to a mail guy. He's like, "Take this to this man." It's like, "I'll find him," and he goes. You're gonna need two stamps for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I didn't get like his, he was telling because everyone believes that he knocked up this girl and then she killed herself because he was gonna leave her when it was in fact the opposite. But I didn't really get why the dad was like, "I gave him, I need my money, get him his money back," but like, don't just don't give him the money. I don't understand. Don't, just don't do it. Yeah. What's he going to do? Everyone already knows, apparently. Everybody already thinks the worst of you. Yeah. So just, mm-hmm. you know, like, anyway. He's just that's like such a nice guy. That not he, even actually important. It's really just to it's like. It's just why he won't have, bang It's just Mary. so Stanton has a dark past. It's so he can be. Because all the characters have to have one. Yeah. That, that's like the shtick of the book. So a bunch of like annoying things happen. Well, another another kid goes missing, and they find one of Tamsin's uh, Etsy projects, like a little onion head baby or some, you know some weird witch thing. And they're like, "She definitely witched this kid." And they're like, "Nah, she didn't witch the kid." And like, "Oh, she did." And then uh, they banish them. They're like, "We're leaving without you." And so we got to find this kid. Like, "Nah, fuck that kid. He's he's dead. Fuck him." And so they leave the Donner family, which is a family of a uh, hundred people or whatever. Somewhere along the way, they've also killed Thomas, the Native American kid. That was until the very end. Oh, really? Yeah. That, yeah. that happens yeah. at the end. They, uh, Kesselberg yeah. kills Spoiler. him to eat him. No, they don't kill Thomas to eat him. Oh, they kill the, the other two Native guys. Did they say that in the book? Because that in actually real happened in real life. But they did in, in the, real life. In the book, they, they definitely shoot them both. So of the people that they ate, they were like, we didn't eat anybody who wasn't dead. Except those two Native American fellers, but they don't care. They said people, you know, so in their eyes, those weren't people. They shot those two Miwok guys. The book kind of glosses over what must have been like uh, in just a, like a couple of pages, what must have been really, really difficult, which was crossing through like the desert, which is actually the Great Salt Lake of Utah. And then it's like, oh, and that sucked. And that was just a couple of pages. And then well, they're like... Their cows go... Half the ox go crazy from lack yeah. of water. And they just shoot them and leave them there, which was, in hindsight, not a great idea. No. Since you have a good amount of salt nearby to yeah. dry out that meat. <laughs> yep. And so they're like... And then they're like low, running even more low on provisions. And then they're like kind of in the mountains. And I'm just kind of like skipping ahead here. Uh, uh, Stanton, like... Rides off ahead to try and find the path a little bit, and but and he does, and he's gone for a little while, and all the ladies are so sad, um, or at least the two, (laughs) yeah. And then other bad things happening, and there's more tension, and then Halloran dies, and then basically after they after they after they leave the Donners behind, they go ahead, but then it starts to snow, and everyone gets stuck. The Donners get stuck where they are, yeah, and then the everyone else gets stuck like not that far away, like a day's walk. But they're it's separated, five miles. yeah. So, but you know, in the snow, it's very—it's a huge amount of effort, and they're yeah, fucked there. I mean, it's literally like it's a much snow. Like when later, when the character actually comes to try and rescue them, basically too late. It's like the horses were up to their chests in snow, so it's like this—the horses couldn't keep going. So it was just 
just a ridiculous amount. So this is where things really get really bad. I have a beer. Things are really bad now. Things are several standard deviations worse than normal. This beer is called Three Sigma. And (laughs) that's a... Sure. It's good. That's that's a Jimmy connection. Right that's there. a Jimmy one, right? I, I, I don't yeah, know what I a Sigma is, but yeah. That's a standard deviation. Is a Sigma, uh, right? Okay. It's been, yeah, it's, been, it's been a long time since high school. I don't remember anything about standard yeah, deviations. Yeah, I, I had to think about this for a minute. This is called Three Sigma. It's a triple India pale ale with vanilla and lactose. It's 10.5% alcohol made by Equilibrium. And uh, things are really bad. They're like off the charts bad. Hence this name. That's really damn, really damn good. The almost tastes like marshmallow, which probably not going to help me with my quest to not have diabetes. But we'll see. <laughs> I gotta say, reading this book when I was like laying down eating like a sandwich, like, man, that sucked back then. <laughs> Life was hard. <laughs> like man, those motherfuckers were tough. Like I get cranky if I like, miss lunch. <laughs> they talk about like. Boiling the hide rugs to make gum to chew on. Yeah. So this is the part where they're totally out of food, and because of the snow, they cannot like get. They cannot definitely bring their wagons, and they really can't even walk through that much snow. I mean, if you just think about the number of calories you would end up burning, even just trying to walk through that much snow with no food, like you would not make it. So I have a beer for this. this is so they were really, really hungry. And this beer is called one of the weirdest named beers I've ever seen. This is called Mashed Potato Beach Sunrise. Because <laughs> I, <bet, laughs> I bet the daughter party really would have liked some mashed potatoes at the time. And the beach. At sunrise or sunset, fair, to be fair. Mashed potatoes are the perfect beach food. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bucket full of mashed potatoes at the beach. Oh, no, I got sand in my mashed potatoes. <laughs> It's all right. Makes them give us a little, anyway, this is little a, bit of chew. We're making mashed potato castles. <laughs> this is a triple IPA. This is an imperial IPA <laughs> from Other Half, and it is 10.0% alcohol. Does it have mashed potatoes in it? That's, That's my... No, it's just an IPA. Damn it. God damn it. I kind of thought it did at first, but I was like, no, it just says imperial IPA. What it's about like, gravy? There's no way they put <laughs> mashed potatoes or gravy in it. Sorry, I'm just going to use... I'm going to use my... Drunk guy's pint glass for this. There you go. What if the what if the the froth the head was mashed potato? This is this is really good. This is a very nice IPA. It's sweet, juicy. Uh, Tasting nothing like mashed doesn't, potatoes. Doesn't not taste like mashed potatoes, which is a good thing. Uh, or a beach or sunrise, but doesn't taste like ten percent alcohol either. So. I'm reading the copy for this on their website, and it's just. Like a word generator wrote this. It says, a follow-up to Double Potato Spaghetti Town. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> that sounds like something my kid says. <laughs> spaghetti Town. You're like, all right, yeah, we're going to Spaghetti Town tonight. I, Whatever I want to go there. Food. Escape to the beach for some gravy waves and beautiful buttery sunrise. This is like the, this is like, uh, the savory version of Willy Wonka's castle. Willy Wonka's factory of like non desserts is there's the mashed potato beach with gravy waves, and Augustus <laughs> Gloop dies of a heart attack there. He of gout. <laughs> <laughs> he immediately gets and is killed by gout. 
But what is double potato spaghetti town? Like, how do you, what are you supposed to think when you see that name? These are all things they yell on Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> Do I don't know, it, but other half can just the will can just like sell everything. They're like extremely popular, so they really they've just checked out. Maybe they're, they're just, just seeing like, what whatever. they get away with. Anyway, way off yep. track. Sorry, guys. Beer stories. So they uh, he tells this very sad story, and then we know why he's such an emo bitch. And then it it swoops back to everybody's trapped in the snow, and they're fucked, and the Donners are trapped on their own as a family. And then Tamsin's like, Oh man, there's definitely going to be monsters. Cause she knows there's monsters because she's a witch or something. And so she's waiting for every, all the monsters to come. And then someone comes from the other camp to save them. And then they all, you know, it's rough because she walked a long way. And then I don't really honestly remember. People are dying. And then, uh, uh, Stanton says, "Let's just. I made these snowshoes. Yeah, because I saw because I saw snowshoes once, so we'll be able to so I can recreate them. I mean, he d- he does say like he did say like I think I know how to do it. So they take strips of rawhide and they try and do that. And I call this, and this is a thing that really happened. Some people set off on snowshoes to try and escape. They call it, and there's the name for the thing." Quick, let me break out Wikipedia. Okay. Forlorn Hope. The Forlorn Hope, which was actually named that afterward because everybody died. Um, did everybody die? I don't think they all no, did. No, no. Some of them Maybe was. they didn't They're all die, they, but they, they went to go and try and find people to come back and rescue everybody. Yeah. But Stanton did die. He did on die. Thing. But in the he book, he die. died because he got scratched by a monster. And he knows that since he got scratched, he's going to turn into a monster. That he's going to have the hunger. Yeah. Because also separately, Edwin, amateur anthropologist slash inventor of the wheelchair slash uh, <laughs> blimp pilot slash sous chef. Yeah, yeah. He, he made he made it he made it up to sous chef for sure. Yeah, uh, he is. He found an, chiropractor. <laughs> no, no, he's not that good. Reiki practitioner. <laughs> he's a pet chiropractor. Amway salesman. <laughs> He has found a abandoned miners camp where all the miners died. They were adults. Uh, <laughs> and he finds a pickaxe with Kesseberg's name on it. And then through a series of exposition realizations, he realizes the Kesseberg's must be the thing that are carrying this disease. It's not scary monsters that are the natives. The Kesseberg's did it. And they turn people into monsters, but they don't turn into monsters. They're immune. They're just really mean all the time, but they don't turn into demons. We also get the uh, flashbacks from... I've seen Keysburg in my head the whole time. From, I don't know how to fucking say that guy's name. <laughs> Louis, Louis K. He get his flashback to when his uncle, the prospector, was like, you can't outrun it, Even boy. Even teeth. We all have it. And then... Uh, and, the and hunger. So basically... It's it. This is where I really liked this book up until about now, when I was like, "This got so dumb so fast." Like, I didn't mind there being a supernatural spirit, but when it was like, and it was brought there by a German prospector because he had a weird form of rabies or something, yeah, or a monster, then it was really dumb. like a like a werewolf, but just for and l- unless it's like a really fucking dumb. Thing. like it's a commentary on westward expansion and manifest destiny 
that the white the man's hunger, hunger for, the, for land. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I read I read a thing about that where it's like it's it's that, but it's like uh, I don't know. It's oh just, really? I just made that yeah. shit up. I mean, you could you could you could make up anything. This is a book, but mainly it was you know it was. The, How do you think books are made? Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can you can rationalize anything. Uh, so he's just like, yeah, he's a monster. And then it flashes back to the present where they they make it the the Donners make it to the main camp, and everybody is fucked. And Kesseberg is running things. So at this point, George Donner is already dead. It is really just Tamsin. He died of She's a basically on her own. I mean, he's been sick most of the time, and he finally he got like just an infected died. hand or some stupid shit. He got his hand smushed. Oh in the yeah, axle. he died of getting smushed. So Tamsin and the kids make it to the camp, and they find everyone is very, Are her very kids hungry. Already there? Yeah, she sent her kids ahead oh, right. of time. So they had already. Yeah, yeah the, and everybody's there. very hungry. And Tamsin gets there, and Kesselberg's like, "Hey, what's up?" Everyone else, they're just like huddling in their little like cabins slash Conestoga wagons, not coming out, and. She's like, it's so weird. Why is everything closed? And then she sees that there's a, a pile of bodies just just is frozen in the snow. And then Giesberg says, I had to do it. I had to save them. And clearly, like, he's been butchering the dead bodies and feeding it to the other people. Because, like, the, the other ones, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do it. They're too pure. I had to do it. I'm saving them. What they know, like they know, but they just they can out of sight, out of mind because they didn't actually go and have to butcher the other bodies. So uh, that's what Kieserberg's saying. Much like the way people would do if they had to actually kill a cow and rip it apart, people would be like, "I'll just have the salad." (laughs) Also true. And then this is basically like the final, the second to final thing in the book where where Tamsin says, but and Kieserberg, sorry, Kieserberg says. We don't quite have enough. We got to make it at least another six weeks, another another eight weeks. We only have about four weeks worth of food. We need at least one more. And Tamsin says, okay, I know what to do. And so she goes to one of the cabins and then decides to basically poison herself and kill herself um, to provide food for her own children. Which I have questions about. You Can you eat? Someone that's been poisoned? Yeah, that's a good question. She uses the she uses the mushroom she got, but if you you can't you can't eat someone that died of poison. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, that's probably not. It's probably not a good idea. Yeah, I don't know how much they were really cooking it either at that point. Well, they're not you know? cooking it. They're just like no. they're just basically salt curing it almost, or just freezing it, and or it's it, just like, frozen. Turkey. But yeah, or it's really just. For, I mean, I guess it doesn't really, really matter because you know monsters are happening. So it's, I guess it's like a carpaccio. <laughs> but she mm-hmm. dies of death. Death. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like I have to admit, when I read that, I was like, oh yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Uh, and then um, that that's the second to final scene, and then the final scene is Reed. He's like he managed to escape and you find out that one of his daughter, that his daughter like gave him extra food and a horse so he could escape. And so he escaped, but now he's trying to rescue them and he manages to get back through the snow with a rescue party. And he finds um, at least some people alive in the, in the one camp and then the end, by the way, guys, nothing that matters in the slightest, but there wasn't a guy named John snow. There's a guy named John Stark. 
On the Knicks, yeah. No, it's it's John Snow. There's a there is a guy named John Stark in there randomly. There is a John Snow There's, in this book. Though. So, in a letter written by a doctor, the doctor guy from Harvard, he tells Edwin, the magical, you know, the magical everything man, about a man named John Snow. But was he on the trip with them? No, I no, no, no. He is the doctor. He's just telling about. We've got this fancy doctor guy at Harvard who's going to go figure out wh- how they have cholera in in London. Oh, okay. these are just like their dumb letters to each other. But he does. But admittedly, when he said the name John Snow, I was like, "Aha!" Winter Game of Thrones. Coming. Winter, yeah, exactly. Winter is coming. But there's a guy named John Stark. Yeah, historic. he's one of the guys who um, traveled. I believe he's from New Hampshire. Oh. Well, he's one of the guys, he was the one on, like, the third rescue mission who saved a bunch of people, like, went in and carried a bunch of people out. Yeah, man. It took three trips or so, or was it there a fourth? Yeah, there I, don't was, know. There I think it was the three trips. To get them all out. And by the end, like, and the last bunch were, like, little kids. Yeah, and he carried yeah. out, like, 11 of them by hand. He wasn't a bastard. No, he was a, he had his shit together. But this book... I had, I thought it was quite good, but I have very mixed feelings on it also. I yeah. thought it was okay. I actually was thinking, though I am a history major, I thought it's a pretty fucked up story by itself without the super, the Donner Party is fucked up by itself. You almost don't need the supernatural element. You really don't. Element. I, I didn't really too. like that. It, it was barely, it was like 5% of this book was supernatural stuff. It could have been the exact same story without monsters, and it would have been essentially the same. She could have kept all, like, the made-up backstories and stuff. But also, it cut out when it got to the part that everyone was waiting for. The the cannibalism bits? Or, or it left it to the very end. Yeah, it was just like, oh, and then they ate each other a little bit, the end. Like, well, I, I watched them, I watched where, them walk if for 500 knows, pages. Where, yeah, exactly. If anyone knows anything about the Donner Party, it's like, it, it's cannibalism. And... And then it literally waits till the very basically last page or so to, to come out with that. It's like, come on. It was kind of disappointing to it just be like, this is, I, I, I sat through so many journeys through like, wow, there's, it's spooky out here. And they finally got to this, the worst part and they're like, uh, and then it's over. And the monsters were barely a part of it. it you almost had to wonder if they were even real. Which is like like haunting of Hill House. Yeah. It's like, are people just imagining this until the end when it's clear they're real? Yeah, it, it becomes clear it, for most of the book. You're like, is this a Native American legend? But when they like Tamsin f- burns the guy at some point, she fights the guy and throws the lantern down and burns down the entire state of Oklahoma or something. That part and it still looks like shit to this day because of it. <laughs> um. That's really hot there. That's why it's the panhandle. You know? <laughs> but they, uh, they, it's real. It's clear that it's real. But like people don't, people don't believe it because it's like a boy who cried wolf kind of thing. Like the person who is telling them they don't like and they don't trust her, so they don't believe her. But then, but I, I, I agree with Nate. Like by the time you're like, this is a crazy harrowing story without ghosts or rare blood hunger diseases, as they had. Like oh, I'm hungry in the blood. Yeah, like that was. I mean, it was really unnecessary. The thing is, it's also there is an actual Native American mythological creature called a Wendigo. We learned about that in um, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, it was like 
are these Wendigos? And then, no, they're not. They're just hungry Germans with <laughs> with fucking hung, Come on, hung, hunger <laughs> hunger disease. It's like you could have done Wendigos. Like, okay, cool. That would have at least fit like the fucking mythology of the internal mythology of this book. But it was just like, nah, it's just a German guy who's got, uh, he likes to eat people. And when he licks you, you turn into, uh, you turn into a hungry person who can also live in the snow, by the way, and be naked. I, I thought it would have been, it would have either been way better with no monsters or with 50% more monsters. But it just didn't really, the amount of monsters was, neither, it wasn't good with that. I thought it was a good book and I liked it. But that kind of was a big thing to drop the ball on, I thought. Though I am curious how the Titanic with Yetis works out. (laughs) Or building the Transcontinental (laughs) Railroad with cockatrices. (laughs) Or the Chupacabra chupacabra attacks the Alamo. (laughs) Yeah, I, I feel like it was, I feel like it just fell apart the last 10% of the book. Even I the really last like five percent of the book, it got it, it it hit like a critical mass of of dumb, <laughs> and then it's like, ah, it's fuck fuck this shit. Let's just stagger across the finish line. Yeah, like, I really enjoyed reading this book. I, I for a lot of the stuff we read recently, most of the stuff we read recently is not that fun to read. You're like, oh, this is an important book, or this is interesting, but like, this is a page turner. And then yeah. you get to a certain point, we're like, oh, this is just dumb now it's like so the guy's prospecting uncle brought zombie aids to the west that's what happened and he's and just a going, carrier yeah he's immune so but the disease still makes them douchebags so he brought the first red bull and vodka yes to, the, to california yeah i just i just thought that was a really really dumb thing like it wasn't it wasn't supernatural it was vaguely scientific like oh there's a bacterium and that makes germans want to eat your wiener schnitzel (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean if they had like if she had cut down the beginning and they had a lot less bullshit beforehand and then gave us a whole bunch more once they're at the camp either eating each other or fighting fucking monsters that would have been like oh shit we got there okay but it just ends at the good part. You know what it's like? This fucking movie called The Gray with Liam Neeson. Have you heard of this fucking movie? Somebody fights the wolf. You'd think it was, but it's not. He, he never actually does, right? The whole no. preview is like, he's going to fight a wolf. I've got to go see this movie, so I want to watch Liam Neeson punch a wolf to death. And the whole movie is him <laughs> after a plane crash hiking across the wilderness while they get picked off one by one by wolves. And eventually, it comes down to him and a wolf face to face. And he's got a he's got the liquor the liquor cart from the airplane, and he like tapes the little bottles between his fingers and shatters him, so he makes like glass knuckles. And he, fi- he faces off with the wolf, and then it the credits start, and it's just like really? I'm going to fucking kill someone. I came to this movie Not a wolf, to though. watch him. <laughs> Apparently, after, after the credits, we didn't stay. They show uh, another scene of him and the wolf both dead. But it's like, uh, still, that's not, that's, that's even, that's not even better. Yeah, <laughs> That's what this was. It was like, oh, we finally got to the part. It's like, the end. Like, wait, what? I, I, re- I watched them walk across Utah for nothing. Yeah, I think that's what you did. Fuck. It was so salty 
and now I am. <laughs> <laughs> Greatly salty. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a well-researched, interesting... I didn't know fucking anything about the Donna Party, really, except for the fact that it existed and the fact that it was, like, the real people and probably probably a great deal how it went down besides the monsters. But as a work of historical fiction, it was quite good up until that ending where it kind of just either shat the bed or never shit at all. Is that like a Zen Cohen? Yes. <laughs> To both shit and not what shit. What is the sound the bed? of not shitting? <laughs> <laughs> I really want to know. I guess it's what we hear most of the time. <laughs> it's, it's most of the time, oh. yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So yeah, it was. It, 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 the ending was was total ass, but I didn't mind it. I just was disappointed. I should say. I, I, I still yeah. read it through and and burned through this book much faster than anything I've read recently. It was a fun book. But yeah. the very end, you were like, oh, fuck you. That was bad. Did not stick the landing. Mm-mm. So who should read it? If you like thrillers, it's fine. If you like historical fiction, it's, it's, a, it's a page turner. It's good. It actually has, you will learn a little bit about the Donner Party. Yeah. Except that 90% of it is made up. So, you know, you got to be really careful about what message you take away. The, the motivations are all fake probably but i I think as like a a dramatization of how a wagon train like that would have gone down it was probably fairly fairly accurate minus the supernatural minus the monsters and the evil germans though that guy might have been a dick (laughs) i think that i like that guy he had um like for the rest of his life he was like ah fuck people are always judging me based on that that you I eat, eat some people. One person. You, you yeah. Eat one fucking dead Mormon, and then uh, you're a bad. <laughs> you're a cannibal. But I think, like that guy, for like the rest of his life, he like tried to live a regular life, and was always just like run out of town or looked at askance. Okay, so in so in this is this is real life. Yeah, a Keesberg, whatever the fuck his name is, he was accused of murdering Tamsin. That's another thing. Like in. Mm. That and he he sued the people who claimed he murdered her, and then then the court was like, "All right, you win. You get one dollar in damages, and you have to pay court fees." It's <laughs> 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 like, "All right, that's not helpful." And so this is the, this is the line he said. He said, "I often think that the Almighty has singled me out among all men on the face of the earth." in order to see how much hardship, suffering, and misery a human being can bear. Like the rest of his life was... I mean, that, 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 that winter was terrible, but the rest of his life wasn't much better. I kind of feel bad for him. And in this book, they turned him into the... Uh, the, the bad the, guy. The bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Amakatsu hates Germans. Huh? Who doesn't? <laughs> well, she is an expert on foreign policy, so, you know... Yeah, so thanks, Patreons, for picking this book. I, it was I, probably better than Mountains of Madness would have been. I have read Mountains of Madness. This was a million percent better than that book. All right. At the Mountains of Madness by H.P. Lovecraft, which we which was on the poll this month, and thankfully like nobody voted for it, I would rather be in the Donner Party than read that <laughs> book again. <laughs> Holy shit, does that suck. Like, oh, it's not even close. It's not even close how bad that is. Well, all right. 
Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkeyesbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkeyesbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Eyes Book Club. And if you listen this long, why not uh, leave us a review before uh, you have to eat someone for, for dinner? And uh, just round it to five stars. One for each time. A real five-star meal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Zagat rating and uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Michelin stars. You can also check us out on Patreon, and you can send us your money, because your money is no good in the mountains when you have to eat your family. Don't don't wait till you're there when you can't do anything with it. Just give it to us now. And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.